What's going on? This is Totally Blitz Podcast, the show which shots, smoke, and good old football. I'm Paul Pickham Winham Concha, and as always, I'm joined by You're right, you know, that boy Kev, Water Boys' boy, aka the Don PYE, aka Lil KK, aka the motherfucker that was wrong on Thursday night football, which doesn't ever happen, but uh, there's a first for everything, I guess. But no, nah, that shit was an interesting game last night. How'd you feel about that bullshit? Um, I mean, we can talk this game. I want to talk. Let's talk because um, there's almost like two different halves of football. I have some notes from the first half. And like, if I'm just talking pure first half, the Titans offense, the, like you said earlier before the show started, the, the first quarter, they looked terrible. But for me, I just thought the whole first half, they couldn't get much going. Um, the Titans D though, I give them a special shout out for the first half because like the commentators said it a hundred times and it got annoying because like everyone knew like of course the uh, the 49ers should be winning 21 nothing with the way that they were playing but uh, Jimmy G throws the red zone interception um, and the Titans is the uh, defense just keeps holding out when they shouldn't uh, when it looked like um, there again when it looked like the 49ers were kind of steamrolling early. And but then the like I said, it's a tale of two halves. The second half, 49ers kind of uh, Jimmy G because early on Jimmy G kept making throws that should have got intercepted, and then as time went forward, those throws that almost got intercepted got intercepted. He was missing wide open players, but I thought the Titans give them give them some respect because they never quit even whenever it looked like the game was over going into halftime. Yeah, this game was close. This game was pretty – everybody was in there for a fact. I think it just comes down to the fact that, like, it was up to Jim, the 49ers offense to do something to the 49ers. To um, the 49ers offense to make something work against the Titans defense, this was going to um, be the make or breaker for them. And they had a pretty – they've been playing really good the last couple of games. And that's what really made me think, like, okay, the 49ers are even. But their run game didn't go too crazy. They relied on Jimmy G a lot. They scored in the end zone with a rushing touchdown. But, like, they had to rely heavily on Jimmy G. And I feel like the Titans got got adjusted to that quickly. And that defense started getting takeaways. They got one in the first quarter. And then um, Amari Hooker in the third quarter, I believe, got another one. It was like the defense started tightening up. That, old, that D line just – wasn't played. That's a company right there that just came ready to play, and they were fucking everything up for them for the 49ers. The 49ers they got that last touchdown late with um with Debo Samuel. Well, Debo Samuel didn't score, but after Debo Debo Samuel set up that last touchdown when they um broke up the Jets. But besides for that, Ryan Tan, the poor Titans defense kept kept them in the game, and Ryan Tannehill figured out how to capitalize on top of that shit. Which I guess wasn't that, but I just gave it one hundred percent to AJ Brown. The AJ Brown should have showed up completely fucking this fucking Thursday. What do you have like one hundred and forty five yards and a touchdown? Like this shit was amazing. yeah, and like ten catches or some shit. His fucking like when they when Ryan Hannah, Tannehill threw it up to him for about like I don't know like maybe fifty or sixty. That shit was nasty. So like 
Hey Brown, so that shit was on full effect tonight, till um, Thursday night, and the boys came ready to play. Yeah, and that's what AJ Brown does. AJ Brown usually doesn't catch eleven passes a game, but those big deep passes is what he's known for. Like I think his past two years, he has fifty catches and seventy catches, which isn't like a lot for a premier receiver. But both years over a thousand yards, which means he's catching big plays to get. Uh, I mean, fifty catches to a thousand yards—that's twenty yards a catch. And one hundred percent, and he didn't start turning up like that until like the second, the second half. But like, it was a tale of two halves. The Titans figured it out; they stayed with it, and that's what they've been known for this entire season—just staying with it and making um and fighting hard. That's how they got their wins against the Seahawks and in the season. That's how they beat the Chiefs. They just kept fighting. They just kept their foot on the gas, even though shit didn't look good. So shout out to the Titans. Shout out to Brayville. They came through. They needed a win. I was they needed a win, but this win was very, like, this win came in a good fashion. We needed that over a team that was pretty hot. So, yeah, shout out to the boys for getting this one. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think they did their thing. My uh, big takeaway, though, is Tannehill's uh, his big run at the end, though. That was that was. That was, that was nice. Tanner Wheels, Ryan Tanner Wheels. Yeah, he's going to need to do that. Up field, Especially early on, like that 49ers offense, uh, defensive line was killing it. Like they were getting sacks, crop late, you know, uh, getting to. They only gave up 12 points in the first quarter. 12, um, 12, 12 yards in the first quarter. Now that's just crazy. But yeah, so I think uh, if they would have just tightened up, not tightened up, but uh, once he got his wheels going and once he could get out the pocket and some find a little holes to escape that big run set up the field goal to win it but no that was a, once again Thursday night football really has yet to disappoint most of the games have always been very close down to the wire yeah but that was great now let's talk um we got Saturday night football which is Christmas morning or not oh, hold on. let me put my proper attire on it's Christmas I know you see the best players in all in, on, in podcast history. Yeah, got good on. Ah, know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I'm shocked New York isn't playing on, on Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just, there is, it doesn't seem like there's a single big market team, <laughs> like big market city, at least. Um, um. But what are you talking about? Green Bay is the biggest market in the – is the greenest market. It's always green. It's always greener in Green Bay. Well, they're not even. I was shocked. I thought they were the primetime game. Primetime game is still very good, but the four o'clock game is the Green Bay game hosting the uh, Cleveland Browns. And this is a Cleveland Browns. I'm not even sure if Baker's playing yet. I'm. I believe it's uh, Case Keenum is getting the start. If not, I think it is Baker. I could be wrong. But either way, I think we both go in the same the same route on this one. Who you put in front of this streaking ass, this streaking ass practice team, they're gonna knock them down. There's boys is clicking on all cylinders right now. The offense is going crazy. Aaron Rodgers, MVP caliber season. MVP, like you understand that there's a gun, right? And everybody has their bullets. And, but MVP, but well, well, Aaron Rodgers goes up his bullets, they all say MVP cow, MVP cow, MVP cow, MVP cow. This man's been taking off the season. His chemistry with Devontae Adams is as good as it's ever been. And it's crazy because we thought it can't get any better. Best score 17 touchdowns last year. So I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I don't even have anything to say about the Browns. They're going to show up and play a good game. 
I feel like the Browns are no slouches. And they played a good game last week, but nah. I'm taking AR-12 and the company to go through and take this one right here. See, and also, I'm not going to lie, for me personally, as a Dolphins fan, this is a big week for our playoff hopes because we all we have to do really is win, and then the rest of the teams that are in front of us, they have a very tough, like the Browns, they're probably not going to beat the Packers this week. And then, uh, like, there's a couple teams in front of us that have a very big mountain in front of them this week, which is going to help our odds. So, yeah, give give me the Packers. And before we move on, I know you grabbed your Christmas hat. I don't know if anyone did with a notice, but I did put some red and green in my beard to give a little bit of the Christmas the Christmas feel going on. It's the only thing I had. He's a jolly. You look like a jolly motherfucker right now. <laughs> I, I thought I had a Santa hat, but I guess not. Something that you got to invest in. I, 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 I can feel the Christmas joy from here. But nah, man, AJ Brown really tore these niggas. I'm watching the highlights right now. AJ Brown really tore these motherfuckers up. This shit's crazy. Yeah, no. I'm probably gonna refer to him as the AJ Brown show. And uh, he's so big too, one on one, and plus his blocking downfield's insane. You can tell Ryan Tannehill missed his ass. That's the first thing he said in his interview too. Oh yeah, no, I would too. But, but hey, you you're not ready for this next game though, because I know I'm not. It's gonna be a good one. This, this is going to be – this is – the Colts who are looking like they can run through anybody right now but versus the Arizona Cardinals who don't have D-Hop coming off a loss against Detroit Lions. Where are you going with this one? America, you see how you just trying to do that? He just – you see, he didn't say – he didn't bring up the fact that the Colts don't have Quentin Nelson playing for the COVID. But he threw in. Threw in there was no D-Hop trying to sway me. Sway my pick, like we wasn't like I'm not. I'm I'm ready with the mind games already. I already know what you got, but this game is gonna be a thriller. I'm telling you, man, this is about to be lit Christmas night, and it's crazy, bro. Cause I gotta go watch because they just said James Harden was playing for the Nets, so the Nets playing the Lakers. Nets Lakers game gonna be crazy, but they might have Kyrie. I gotta check. I'm not sure. I'm just saying, like, I'll be watching football. This shit gonna be lit. But yeah, I'm taking the Colts versus the motherfucking Arts. It's about to be a movie, and I feel like it would have been better if they played it maybe like two or three weeks ago. I feel like the Cardinals were a little bit hotter, a little bit stronger then. But I'm gonna take the Colts on this one because that defense is a company. I feel like there are certain there are certain there are certain every defense has certain styles and certain aspects. But I think there are two companies in the NFL right now. Mika Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, and the Steelers and all them boys. That's a company right there. And there's and their CEO for the last 20 years, Mike Tommy. But over here in Indianapolis, it's just ran by the workers. They have a union over here. And this Darius Leonard, what's the other just name for you? What's on the other dude's name? Um, uh, they got like one crazy other linebacker. Uh, oh, I'm, will you put me on the spot? Let me see. I can look up real quick. Darius Leonard and the company is about to, and their CEO Darius, the Indianapolis Colts is a company, and their CEO Darius Leonard is hungry right now. This team is nasty, and this is the team that we thought, they were, this is the defense that we thought they were going to be, you know, and during the summer over the offseason, we was like, this defense is going to come to eat. And if defense, this defense comes half as hungry as they did when they played against the Patriots last week, it's going to be a long day for Kyler Murray and the boys. What's his name? 
DeForest Buckner. He's not the DeForest Buckner, yeah. That yeah. I mean, that individual is a troop. Yeah, but, um, Rhodes, yeah. Them boys is that defense, that company is that's a Fortune 500 company right there. The two Fortune 500 companies, the Steelers. Darius Leonard and the Darius Leonard and Indianapolis Colts, boy. This is I'm taking them boys to like that defense to run wild and making it making it easier for the offense to um offense to get going and put on them in good positions. And if they control the time of possession with John with JT, who's a ball, what does he have? Like 60, almost 1500 with um oh, I want to say he has a touchdown every game down there. Almost, if he actually scores a touchdown in this next game, I think he ties the record for or with, with Damian Tomlinson and uh, for most touchdowns in a row, like consecutive. Oh, games. I was not saying in a row, I was not in the season. But. Oh no, 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 it was a. Mm. I think the record is eleven right now, and he's in a seat, oh. uh, like eleven games in a row for a touchdown. Mm. Yeah, that's just crazy. So he's gonna go. Yeah, I like the boys to go crazy. I like the boys to go crazy. Like, what you got? See, okay, the Cardinals. With the way the like, with the way the season's going, give me the Cardinals on this one. It's, um, I, I'm not usually on the card side. I think the Colts are still a better team when it comes to depth and uh, like game plan. But I don't know. I I think Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud. But there were still games where Derrick Henry, who was an absolute stud, didn't go for 150 and have two touchdowns. And the Titans were in trouble. But Tannehill had A.J. Brown down the side and stuff like that to bail him out. Um, the D, uh, not saying that Carson Wentz is, doesn't have Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hillen to kind of, like, lighten the load for him. But I think it's not. Yeah, but I think, I think this, is, this is where the Cardinals, Christian Kirk has a pretty good game. The, both of the running backs, I think, have a decent game for the Cardinals and James Conner and um, Chase Edmonds. And I just think uh, I think Kyler Murray's kind of hearing the doubters, uh, me being one of them, on like just like the Cardinals are so hot early and they've had a few bumps in the road and now they're injured. Are they really going to make this playoff push? Because everyone's now talking about the, the Buccaneers are going to repeat maybe the Packers. And maybe the Rams might even take their spot in the NFC East as the division. And I think if they win this game, I think this is the game that they're going to win, just like how the car, uh, the every team has a win underneath their belt in the playoffs this year when they face someone who everyone thought they might lose to, and they kind of silence everybody. And this is, I think, Kyler got that one here. I just know. If they lose, I'm gonna have to replay my clip of me saying they wasn't the top three. I forgot who exactly I put that week because the NFC changes every week. But I'm gonna have to replay. But it's gonna be a good ass game. If they can pull it off, Kyler Murray's gonna do something crazy. He's gonna do a lot of spectacular stuff. But I'm taking the coach of this one. I trust trust them more a little bit more. I like them to get them holes open for JT because they need to. Not because they want, because they need to. And another reason is because the Colts. Early on in the season, I know they were like like one and five or something, but there was games that they were going into and they were winning, and then all of a sudden they would lose some bullshit game, like the tie-ins, like back-to-back, -back, like throwing pick sixes and shit. So they have they are capable of beating themselves. And it's, it's Saturday. Hey, the Colts are so far one and no on Saturday night football. Yeah, I don't know why they get so many Saturday night games. They get all the motherfuckers. 
don't know. They might like play. They might like playing football on Saturday was over there. You, you know, Indianapolis the moves a little different. They are a little different. But that jump. But let's jump into Sunday night where we got a big slate of games. We have. Let's open up some divisional games right here. I'm, I'm gonna rattle off some divisional games. Let's see, let's see what we go with. We have the Giants at Philly. I think it's easy. Give me the Eagles. Mike Lennon's still the starter. Giants have looked dead since Mike Lennon's been named starter. Not even like a, a shred of life on that team. Yeah, definitely. Eagles are running all over the place, so they just got to keep running that thing, and we'll see how they play. But, yeah, I'm definitely taking Eagles on that one. And I'm going to just make a quick prediction because Darius Slay's been kind of silent these past four or five weeks after he's had those big back-to-back plays in, like, those – Middle of the year, I think he might have. I think he might have like a little pick six right here because yeah, this is the game to do. He probably knows their systems a little bit better too, and their tendencies, especially with Mike Glenn right there. So what they he gonna know what they're trying to do, and it might not work all the way. I definitely like him to make a big play, slay dude, make a big play. You can play mad aggressive when Mike Glenn's the quarterback. So you can play. I bait. I bait as that personally, but uh, you can play mad aggressive too. Next game on the list, we have the Los Angeles Rams going into Minnesota. This, I actually think, I believe is going to be a good game. I think this is free money right here because the Rams are really um, – last. I don't know if they're still like that, but I think the Rams were the, were the dogs in here. No, no, no. The uh, Vikings are a home dog here. Oh. Rams are favored told. by three. Oh, I'd be reading that shit wrong. I was about to say, is that – the Ram minus Gabby reading that shit wrong as fuck. Motherfucking, I was gonna say that's free money right there, but I'm taking the Rams on this guy. Oh, I gotta take the Rams on this guy because that if the Colts, if the Colts and um, if the Colts is considered a Fortune 500 company on defense, the Rams are as a, a, a higher assassins, a higher assassins, right? Assassins. Yeah, like this defense is fucking serious. Like they're getting sacks all over the fucking place. And I don't know if Minnesota's gonna have something ready for that. I don't know all the way. Matthew Stafford, good luck against that Vikings defense. They make turn they make plays and stuff like that. But is it the same Vikings defense that they let Justin Fields go for two nines and get and drive down the end zone three times for him? So like you can skew you can Sean McVay might have a couple of things to be able to get down there. And I trust Sean McVay. I'm going with the Rams on this one. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm just going over. But I found something funny while you're checking that. I I finally found out why Mike Zimmer is so respected on defense. Like I we just happened to start a podcast the one year that Mike Zimmer's defense was was isn't at his best. But he, over the time span he's been the Vikings coach, he's had like the second best defense when it comes to um points allowed per game. And I'm just like, oh, oh. He's been doing that shit for a minute now, probably like six or seven years now. I didn't know he was a long-term coach like that. When I think about it, I didn't know anything about Minnesota until Stephon Diggs, until Stephon Diggs got there. So like, I remember that. So, like, I shot. So, shout out that boy. This probably one of the off years on defense. And, like, they be killing coach out. Like, they be sending coach to the mother. I know that you said Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer blood pressure all the way up. I mean, he be having a at the end of the game. Oh. Mike Zimmer probably is one of the coaches, especially like you say, he's been doing this shit for so long that like when y'all are fucking up, he at every single position, he's at least at an all pro. 
So he'll mm-hmm. he'll start naming like bro, blah blah never did that, bro. Start pulling up film of what blah blah used to do. Like like my like, like it's not impossible right here. Like this is like but um I'm riding the Mike Zimmer train at home as the home dog. Um Vikings, this is Rams, they've had like I really want to go with the Rams because they're still one of my they're still my NFC pick. But like just like the Colts, they've shown ways to uh, like they've thrown pick sixes in three games in a row earlier this year. Like they have ways to shoot themselves in the foot. Mike Zimmer is used to Matt, uh, Matthew Stafford. He's seen him twice a year for like six years. Oh, that's facts. They don't have some shit for him. Yeah, even though it is with Sean McVay. Um, but Mike Zimmer, I think I won't say he's Bill Bel- He's like Bill Belichick. But he does he does have the capability of game planning your special talent player and making you beat them somewhere else. And Cooper Cup is like that guy. We can just stop Cooper Cup, make it come from like Odell, make it come from Higby because I know their other um, their other uh, uh, tight ends on the COVID list, so they're on a backup tight end right now. Their running game hasn't been clicking like it was earlier this year, so I think. Justin Jefferson. I know Dalvin Cook is out with COVID, but um, Alexander Madison is playing. Uh, he's pretty good as a backup. His defense kind of falls whenever they don't have Dalvin Cook. They rally around the fact they don't have him. So give me the Vikings as a home dog. I like it, man, but this is one thing that was false. The one thing that was false that made me that made me so sick about my pick. You said you said they could stop Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. You can't no, stop that, no, man. You don't stop Cooper Cup. You just got him. You just hope that you know where he's at the whole time during the game. Because he gets missing quick. Like, every play, any any of his big splash plays, you see, like, defenders are, like, three or four and five, five, ten yards up in front of him. Like, he gets behind the safeties. And, like, he does, I feel like he just plays a disappearing act. See, they don't show us his routes. They'll show you Devontae Adams' route, but they should not show you some Cooper Cup routes because he really just – he'll be running. Next thing you know – where'd he go, where'd he go, where'd he go, next thing, balls in the air, where the fuck did you get back here, like, you don't stop Super Cup, he's having a all-time season, literally, and they have an extra game, so you kind of can't, it won't be like, blah, 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 but at the end of the day, this man has, like, 1,500 yards, he's 340 yards away, so that's three games, he's about to go crazy. Someone on Twitter did, because I was reading a thread where they were debating it, and one of the people was talking about how when Megatron did his year, I think he only caught four touchdowns the whole year or five the whole year, whereas Cooper Cup has caught 15 right now. And then um, the other difference someone pointed out, uh, they were like, yeah, he has an extra game, but Calvin Johnson and almost any of the other receivers in the top five, six, they were on losing teams by like a big margin. And like Calvin Johnson was like four and uh, 12 that year, whereas Cooper Cup was on like a winning team. So they were like, usually when you're on a bad team, you get forced. But like, uh, like I was like, damn, like those are good counter arguments. I'm not picking a side, but they they are talking. They have good. Yeah, I'm not comparing the seasons even like even slightly, but like Cooper Cup is doing this thing. He needs to get yeah. his flowers. I just say that for anyone who's so pro Calvin Johnson that they want to they want to say like Cooper Cups isn't all that great. Just doesn't know like they're both. Simultaneously at the same time, great. Like, like don't regardless, for me, regardless, Matthew Stafford was a quarterback for both seasons. So, like, true. It, it pretty much, hey, yo, you got some chemistry with Matthew Stafford, you're going to air that bitch out. And that's what you can do with Cooper Cup all day. 
So I don't like I, that's what I like to get there being the strongest point that defense is gonna keep them ahead at all times. That pass rush is gonna get back because that's what they do. And Cooper Cup and Matt Matthew Stafford is gonna be very electric. I skipped over one divisional game. We had the Buccaneers at Carolina. Cam Newton. They're going to blow them boys out. They're going to blow them boys out. Similar thing. That's all I got to say about that game. If they don't blow them boys out, y'all, don't ever tell me that y'all for the repeat. I already don't think they're going to repeat. Because, like, first of all, I don't think they're defending champions. I think they're reigning champions. I think think what they did last year isn't going to win them a championship this year. Like, that that defense has to show up even harder than it did last year. So, like, they're the reigning champions to me. I don't think they're defending shit because they're not going to win this thing. But we'll see when the playoff time comes. Brady can get hot. Let's see. I don't like him to break no iPads tonight, but he better blow them boys out. I like him to score, but they better blow them boys out. I believe this is going to be an easy win. Don Brady gets right, all that stuff. They blow him out. And, like, if they would have probably beat the Saints, maybe this might be a little closer game. It's not that big of a deal. But the, the fact yeah, y'all bro. put up a big, fat zero – yeah, no, I'm sorry, Carolina. Y'all about to get the, the wrath of the, of the Buccaneers for putting up a zero after a week before. And, and they better. That. I'm telling you, all I can say about this is they better blow them boys up. If you don't blow them boys up, I already don't respect y'all. But now, now I got good reason not to. Next on our division list, we got the Buffalo going into New England. This is a good game right here. This is a good game. No snow. Well, there probably is going to be a little weather, but it's not. It's not the Blizzard Bowl. Yeah, because, like, so first, so pretty much throw out anything that happened in the last in the first game against each other. Like, that does not matter. Throw all that shit out. Besides for the fact that when it came time, the Bills couldn't run the ball when they needed to run the ball the most. Bill has that in his back pocket. Any other takes you got from that game, throw that shit away. But how do you feel about this game? Me? Let me see. Patriots' defense and Bills' defense are both right now playing out of their minds. The running game, I would say I lean a little bit more towards New England because their offensive line is a lot better. And Damian Harris and Ramon Stevenson has been playing great little tag team duo. But Josh Allen, I think this is Josh Allen's I want to say, like, revenge game because he didn't really get to do what he wanted to last game and shit like that. And, they, like, everyone was like, damn, the Patriots won. The Bills went from number one seed and kind of plummeted down. Um, so I think this is where the Bills – because the Bills still want to win division. So I think they're I think they're going to – like, just like any good divisional rivalry or any good divisional matchups, you're typically going to split them one and one. So give me the Bills this week. Hey, bro, if you asked me in the beginning of the season that the, um, the Patriots would have swept the, bull, the Bills this season, I would have been like, are you a fucking idiot? Why are you speaking? And, but if you asked me today, I would say, oh, I don't know. I know. This, I don't know. this week is another banger week of some games. So I'm taking the patty melts, Bill Belichick and the patty melts, because. Bill has something scheme to have Josh Allen looks very confused. I feel like he has a lot of looks for him. But they're going to run this thing, and that's what's going to be the key. 
And Mac Jones is going to manage his games, throw some check downs, and they're going to capitalize on the mistakes that Josh Allen makes. Stephon Diggs, I don't think you have an answer for him, but you can contain him and just try to keep the ball away from him and force him to beat you, force him to, uh, force him to make some hard throws to Dawson Cox. And um, the other one, I like um, I like the um, Patriots receiver. Um, I don't know if it's Jason Myers or Jacoby Myers. It's something Myers. Jacoby Myers. I like him and Mac Jones to build a small a, a chemistry over there. So like, I fuck with bro. I like him to be. I like him to make some plays that might be able to decide decide the game in the Patriots' favor. And like at the end of the day, they still not have to hand me down low. So this offense is equipped to play against that Bills defense. And I really like them to make something shake. So I'm taking, give me the pattern nuts. And yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking the pattern nuts this week. Not, not a bad pick. And um, one thing I wanted to say was Bill Belichick, after they played last time, um, some reporter asked him a question. I can't remember. I can't remember how the quote exactly goes. But he basically said, like, oh, uh, how do you feel about playing the Bills in the next few weeks um, after this Blizzard Bowl? And he was just like, oh, I feel great. Like, they didn't, like, I didn't, they didn't even have to see my, they didn't even see our passing game or some shit. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, Bill, that's true. Like, like, got a whole passing game that they didn't even know about. I only threw it three times. I want to say they scored, like, damn, Ben, like, for 222 rushing yards that game, maybe. Like, shit was crazy. So, like, they know how to run on them boys, and I like them to just pick up where they left off and just add to it. Next game on our list, and the last divisional game of one o'clock, one o'clock is another big one. We have the Baltimore Ravens going into Cincinnati. Rematch again, where last time Bengals blew the doors off the Baltimore Ravens. Um, no Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley's rolling rolling back out there for the Ravens, and he did not disappoint last week. Now the Bengals got a full week of film on him. Is he going to be any different? How are you rocking? I know you're the Ravens or Lamar advocate. Are you still the same advocate without Lamar? Are you the Joe? I know you're also a Joey B advocate. Like, where, where, is, where is your alias um, uh, siding this week? This is, this is why it's beautiful to be a Falcons fan, because, like, I, I can love football at the end of the day, but I have no loyalty nowhere to accept to ATL. You feel me? So in situations like this, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go. I got, I can't, I gotta go with what's right, man. And like, I gotta take Joey B and the Joey B and the boys this week, man. I got to, man. The way that their offense has been clicking these last couple of games. I like Jamar Chase, just got announced to the Pro Bowl. Shout out that boy, first season. First Bengals rookie to do it since your boy AJ Green and Andy Dalton did it back in 2011. You know how we feel about the 2011 job. We're going to pick back up on that um, that you guys later, later, later in, um, when we have more time. But like, oh man, I got to take Joe Beasley and the boys. And I want to take Hutley. They played great last week against Rodgers. Against Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay defense, they were able to put up. He was able to put up four touchdowns and keep it close. Put it to the last, to the last play. But I like the Bengals defense a little bit better. If you can scheme for Hutley, now you got now you know what he's good at and what he's not good at. I like Trey Hendrickson. He's been getting back there. They want to say he has a .5 sacks and like ten straight games or something like that, which is a lot. I know he had so, a sack in like, um, like nine straight games or some shit. 
be like 13, 13, like 13 over the season. So Trey Hendrickson's going to get back there, kid. And I just like, I'm trusting these Bengals defense. I don't know much about them. Zach Taylor, I don't know much about them. But I'm trusting them boys because Joe Beasley and the boys are going to come ready against this Ravens defense. That's just, they use the word decimated. I don't want to use the word decimated, but we're going to say decimated. Like this, this Ravens defense that you give that's been just kind of just been pulling together next man up mentality and just been stringing along and just playing great, playing good games. But like, I gotta take Joe Beasley. They're gonna go crazy against some boys because that's what they do. No, and this is the number one in the AFC North. Like, AFC North is something you want to really win. Like, the NFC North is like, you see how happy the Packers were about, about winning the NFC North. The AFC North, you win that guy, you kind of. You feeling kind of good. You had a great season. Yeah, no, I'm co-signing you. I'm taking the Bengals as well. Um, Ravens, the DBs are still hurt. Well, Jamar Chase, I think, is going to have a huge day. Um, he had a, such a bad week last week, one catch for four yards. To kind of, he's going to bounce back this week. Uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. They just, this, is a, this is a young three-headed monster that doesn't get talked about a lot. And then um, – like I said, Baltimore's defense is just so banged up. They, I can't see him guarding not one, not two, or three of them. And then Tyler Huntley did great the first game. Typically, from just from like just watching football throughout the years, Colt McCoy earlier this year, first week with the Cardinals, they balled out. They did great. Second week after teams got film on the guy, they kind of shit the bed because defenses knew what like how to play him a little bit better. I'm not gonna say Tyler Huntley does terrible. But I'm not. I don't also don't think he's gonna have such a great. You can scheme. You can scheme a little better for him. This yeah, week. I think I think the Bengals are gonna show up. They're gonna know how to play him a little bit better. He um, he didn't get smacked in the mouth a couple of times, or maybe he didn't last game. And you gotta see how he reacts. Other, but I'm taking the, the. I'm taking Joey B on this one. They're gonna take the divisional. I don't. I also don't think they're gonna blow him out like they did the first week. I think this might be a little bit closer. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. It's Bengals. gonna be interesting. And if the Ravens loses, but it's going to be kind of interesting to see how the chemistry goes for the rest of the season. Because, like, you went from number one to AFC, and now you're kind of fighting for that spot, and you're not looking good. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see. Because the way, especially the way they lost last week and the two weeks before, all on the last play, it's going to be interesting to see how the Ravens play the last two games, the next two games, after um, the, the, if the results go the way we think they are. Yeah. Mm. So, we got three games left in the one o'clock. And one of the games being the Atlanta Falcons at home hosting the Detroit Lions. Kev, how you feeling? Oh man, dog, look, man, it's interesting, dog. It's an interesting game, dog. Cause like, you, you know, you know, you know who these is? These my, these my Lions. These my the MCDC. I like them boys. They're my Lions right there. I, I watched them every Thanksgiving. You feel me? I was. I was there when they got their first win in my living room. I was in my living room watching when they first got their first win. I was there. But nah, man, you know I got to take my dirty birds. Come on, now we better tighten the fuck up. And Jared Goff, no drip having that, is not playing this week. Why? He had to go to, he had to go to the mall. We wouldn't let him, we wouldn't let, we, we wouldn't let him, we wouldn't let him play without no drip. So he went to the mall in Atlanta and he caught COVID. Now I'm playing. I'm not playing. In all seriousness, that boy's out for COVID. You don't know what the fuck happened. I don't think they have a lot of people on there. So, on their list, so that's pretty interesting. I don't even know who the backup was. You know, 
he kind of plays like the backup a lot of times. So um, we just got to come through. We got to score. We got we to we gotta score in the red zone. We got to come through and play our game. This is a below 500 team, a six and three against below 500 team. 0-5 against 500 teams. But I don't think we have no wins at home this season yet. So let the Lions come through. I like Amani to play a great game against Russell Gage and um, Zacchaeus and Boyd. And But come on now, let's get this fucking dub. ATL stand up, man. Come on now. Yeah, no, I'm rocking once again. I'm rocking with you. Give me the Dirty Birds at home coming off a loss, whereas the Lions are coming off a win. Wins are the Lions are big. They celebrate. They're happy. They come. They're on emotional high. Uh, Falcons. They went back to the drawing board after a loss. They're gonna get shit strained out. Carwell Patterson, I think, is gonna have a big game. He, Be better. Uh, yeah, I want him to have like a couple touchdowns. And I honestly, he, his receiving work has kind of dropped since like the first half of the season. Now we've been we've been, we been running the ball a lot more. Him and Mike Davis again over the last four past games. Picking up the run game. It started against the Jaguars, I believe, but we just kept picking it up. We've been doing a lot of rushing lately. And we've been that's something that was a big key emphasis. And now we're going to a couple games, but you know, that shit ain't working against the 49ers. Even yeah. Well, Which, with the Detroit Lions, that game plan should work fairly well. So, so yeah, it's uh, shout out my Lions. I hope they come through. They come to Atlanta and play a good game. I hope they advance is going to do after. Let's have a good time, but stay away from the COVID. But hey, man, we come through. We coming through the ball. We need some more doubles, kid. The season ain't over yet. We trying to win some more. I'm not really stressing all that playoff with this person and that person. Nah, let's let's win, dog. Let's get some fucking wins. We got three more games. Yeah, we got three more games. And then there's also after they won last week, Jared Goff didn't say, "Hey, let's next game." He said, "Let's win three more." And he's not even here this, this week, so I don't know if they really um, are gonna. If, we just gotta come through and get that W. I just had to throw that out there. If you feel me. Yeah. Well, with the COVID going on, like you just said, with golf, another team at one o'clock is the Jets, who have 15 guys about on COVID, including Robert Solid, the head coach. But they are hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. So this is going to be a very, very close game for me. I, I, like, hey, I'm going to let you go first, and then I'm going to do what I do. You got the battle of the first round quarterbacks, the first pick versus the second pick, Trevor Lawrence versus Zach Wilson. Or, I mean, I don't know. I just think without Urban Meyer there, the Jaguars should have won last week, but they got beat up this week. I think this is the week where they kind of are like, all right, we're going to win now without Urban. James Robinson, just like Caldwell Patterson, I think is going to have a huge game, 100 yards, a couple touchdowns. Jets are a little feisty at home, but they're so beat up with COVID and no head coach. I think that makes a big difference. Give me the Jaguars. Say less. Hey, man, first off, before I forget, there's one more key emphasis on why the Falcons got to win this week, right? We're going to do this because I'm calling on strength from a different from a different world. So usually I'll be having my, my positivity, but this week is Friday the 13th for the motherfucking for the motherfucking um, Lions, dog. I got my dog Jason on my side. Ooh, this okay. Got, got from games, you feel me? Stay off the walls. But it's Friday the 13th for them boys this week. Now, me being a man of the people, I know you see the best braids in podcasting right now. Me, as a man of the people, you didn't know who he was talking to, folks. I know. Mm, I'll speak it to the... <laughs> 
the people's tip. Oh, nice, <laughs> if, nice. If you didn't know, if you didn't know, I, I got this. I, I, I was speaking too lightly when I spoke to you. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I got this at Culture Control. Like, um, Culture Control, I think, is this place in Tampa, Florida. That's a barbershop. And it has a movie theater. And it has vintage, and sells vintage clothes. So that boy be hustling. Pretty, it's a pretty dope spot. I actually got this for a really cool price. The price was so good, I didn't even talk him down. You know what I'm saying? You already know, I got the bomber bull myself. You know what I'm saying? I had to flex that guy real quick. But in all seriousness, I had to. I put this on because, you know what I'm saying. I put this on. I put this on because, like, yo, man, I was watching. I was watching CBS because I like because the niggas be wrong as fuck. So like, I like to hear the scoop. I like to hear who they vote, who they um, who they be going for. So that way, I know like, okay, if any picks I'm not too sure about, I can just listen to them and I'm, like, I'm definitely going to the opposite of them. Like Brady Quinn took the Lions, took the Lions, um, took the Lions this week plus ten. So. Dickhead, dumbass. But um, um this you want to know what these dumbass motherfuckers said to this week though? They yeah. looked at um Trevor Lawrence and said Trevor Lawrence is playing the worst football. I never thought I'd say this. He Prisco stupid ass. I never thought I'd say this, but Trevor Lawrence is playing the worst football I've ever seen in offensive history, and I would never expect that to come with Trevor Lawrence. Oh my god, you such a stupid ass up. How the fuck are you gonna put the motherfucking one the entire there's 300 people in that fucking office, including 52 people on the field. You're gonna put everything on one person that's been there one year. Like, nah, this shit is in shambles, and it's been like this for a while now. So, like, shit's so stupid. Ass it's typically the but, learning curve year. Like, this is the year people are supposed to still be learning and transitioning. Bro, like, people just like to say shit to say shit. Like, niggas is not talented when it comes to speaking. They probably don't do too much research. Like, he has a segment called. Stupid ass up. But motherfucking where he um where he um makes fun of an O-line of that 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 had plays done against it. Even though there are how many sacks every week? So there's probably there should be somebody on that like you're a fucking idiot. You're slow, bro. It's slow. Like it's slow, bro. I don't care that you've been doing this for 40 years. It's slow, bro. And you can you when you look at their records from picking, you understand like Brady Quinn just hit over 500 this week. Like, this was a week, this is over 500 overall. Like, how did you used to play football and you can't pick over 500 in the season? Like, you're, you're, you're slow, bro. You're slow, bro. So, motherfucking, I'm taking my jacket. So, like, I, 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 I'm taking another team under my wing. I got, I got my lines and my jackets. You feel me? I'm taking my jacket. I plan on getting, I plan on um, doing something in that communities or some shit later in life. Like motherfucking, I'm taking the Jaggies this week. I'm hoping that they can pull together some, pull together a nice strong team W. The Jets are hurt right now. The Jets look crazy in the first place. They played a decent game against y'all boys, and they played another game before that, but they scored a lot. But uh, uh, no Robin Salona. So yeah, like, oh. I'm taking the Jets as I'm taking the Jets, and I'm taking the Jaggies. I'm taking my Jaggies, not just. As a as a as a Falcons fan, as not just as a podcast host, but as the people's champ. As the people doing it for the people. I'm doing it for the people, man. We're gonna figure something out in Jacksonville. And plus my team already beat them, so like <laughs> I ain't got no beef with y'all. <laughs> so does uh, with our last one o'clock game, I know we're both gonna be on the same side. So I don't wanna beat a dead horse. So I'm gonna let you tell everyone why we're on the same side. We had the Chargers going to play the Houston Texans. 
All right, man. So, I know, Mr. The Man of the People. Oh, man. So, Davis Mills. Oh, yeah, bro. He had a good game last week, but come on now. They had a good game. But rule number one is to fade the Texans after a W. I don't care who they play. I don't care who they're playing next. Fade, fade, fade. If you're a barber, if you're going to the barber shop this weekend, you better get a fade. You seen Paul? If you're going to the court, you need a pull up, fade. So if you you fade the Gatorade, I don't think they dropped the Gatorade on, but they might as well have. So fade the Gatorade. We're not taking Davis Mills. This is going to be it. I don't know what the spread is on this, but it should be more. And if the motherfucking, I'm talking someone crazy. Who they playing? They're playing the Texans and the Chargers. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Justin Herbert, Jay Herbert, come through, get those points. It's going to be interesting. You think the Texans going to score 20 points on the Chargers defense? No, because almost every way I look at it, the Chargers allow a lot of points scored when they have a decent – I mean, the lowest they allowed was 21. I'll give them that. But the Texans' forte is really nothing – but if you were to say no. it's the passing game, but I think Brandon Cooks is um on oh the- god yeah or he's hurt that's or something. Like- I know I just thought he was gonna probably be out. COVID so that's a that's a big blow, and then they don't really have a run game. Like bro, seven was targets than anybody else on his team. Yeah, and he will right rightfully deserve. He was probably the best wide receiver by far, but. I don't like Rex Burkhead is the running back. I don't see him having a big game. Um, so yeah. Rex Burkhead. Everybody watching play in college. I watching. I want to say he played for Nebraska, and I want to remember just thinking like, "There's no way this white boy is gonna have an NFL career." Look at him now. Well, maybe they put up 21, and if they do, I don't think they will. But if they do, it's gonna be similar to how the Giants did it, where the Chargers were up like 30 to seven the whole game. And in the last like eight minutes, the um, in garbage time, Giants scored two touchdowns. If something yeah. like that happens, I wouldn't be shocked. But e- like what easy win. Yeah, go get your W, man. Y'all need y'all, y'all fought hard against the fucking um and you like y'all fought hard against the cheese last week. How many four downs do you think Brandon Smith will go for? Let's start doing something like that. I'm calling three. I'll say four, just because I think they're gonna. Especially early, I think all four are gonna come within the first half. That's crazy. That's 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 where we gone in analytics. Like we count how many he might be. <laughs> Next game on the list is now four o'clock, and the first four o'clock game we got is the Chicago Bears with Nick Foles as starter rolling into Seattle to play the Seahawks. Why is Nick Foles starting? They don't like how Justin Fields is playing. I'm not too sure why Justin Fields might. It said it didn't even say he's gonna play backup. It said Justin Fields may play backup. I don't know if he got banged up, and they're trying to be safe with him, or if they might already know that they're out the playoff race and they just want to keep Justin Fields healthy. I have no idea. I didn't look too much into it. It, uh, it literally happened right as the, uh, we started recording. Bro, I just seen a highlight that boy Money Pig again. Like God, yeah, that boy really took off our own. Jump the fuck out of our guy, Kyler Murray has. Kyler Murray ain't know where that boy was coming from. And it was on AJ Green. That was nasty. Yeah, that was a couple. That was a couple. Last episode. The cover of the episode. Yeah, that shit was nasty. I tagged them boys in that bitch too. I was like, hey, bro, I made the cover, man. Go ahead and retweet that. Go ahead and retweet that real quick. Go ahead and repost that gun. But nah, man, motherfucking. 
What game are we talking about? Oh, the Chicago Bears going into the uh, Seattle. Oh, this game has gotten close. If you didn't tell me that Justin Fields shit, I would have been like, oh, okay, it's going to be a good game. Was they, they fought hard last game. They tried to get against it. It might be a little bit easier. But, nah, the way um, even with their um, secondary coming back, they're kind of still pissed out on quarterback issues this day of the season. I might go pack that thing up. Y'all might, y'all might, y'all only got four wins. Y'all not, y'all can't even figure something out to just get stringed together to get one more. And yeah, kid, I'm not rooting for y'all. Slightly, kid. I'm, I'm a Justin Fields enthusiast fan. I'm not, I'm not a hater. I'm just an enthusiast. I think the boy's talented. I want him to get as many reps as possible. I feel like the media, the media can only stand him to a point. You can only stand to somebody so much when they're not playing. So I, I'm taking, I'm taking on. Um, yeah, I can't take the Bears on this one. How do you feel the long way on this one? Give me the Bears just the, because I believe the corners are coming back this game. They do come back. That's a big. Game. Those both of them have been balling, and did Tyler Lockett come back this game? I think so. If he was on COVID, I believe so. Uh, but I just think with the uh, the defense coming back, Akeem Nicks played a great game last week. Robert Quinn's played hell of a season. The Seattle's offensive line isn't all that great. Um, there has been this offense hasn't looked like Seattle's offense in years past so far, and I think Chicago's defense is good enough to kind of hold them some. And then Nick Foles. I mean, people forget his first start. He threw like six touchdowns ever off the bench. The next week, five touchdowns, and then he did his whole Super Bowl run a few years later. And then, uh, so, like, he has that short stint capability of looking really good. So, and I think, especially because the Seattle hasn't really been game planning for Nick Foles and shit, I expect him to have at least one game in his arsenal. And Seattle's defense hasn't looked like some elite defense to be afraid of. He's going to have a pretty good game. Mooney, Montgomery at running back, and Allen Robinson, Jimmy Graham, Cole Kmet. Like, they have some good weapons. Uh, Jakeem Grant, Pro Bowler. So, yeah, I, give, I think the Bears look good here, mostly because the defense will keep it close, and then Nick Foles, I think, got a little bit left in his gas tank. Yeah, that's that's cool. I can't take the Bears on this one. I would, I would love to because I do like their corners, Jalen Johnson, Pro Bowl season. But I'm actually going to talk about the Pro Bowl after this one, after this, after this right here. But, um, yeah, I got to take the Seahawks on this. Russ, do something. DK, just don't throw it that many times. Just do what you – y'all do what y'all got to do. Figure something out. String together another year. This is going to be their first losing season since the Russell Wilson era. And, like, it's interesting because, like, that's a long time. But, hey, man, y'all boys got the W this month. Come on now. Do it for do it for the bull. Do it for the – do it for the <laughs> – if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for the bull. Get the W, man. Do it for the bull. But that's all the Sunday games, right? Or we got one more? No, no, no. We still got three more for Sunday. All right, bet. We got four o'clock AFC matchup uh, divisional. Wait, before I forget, the Falcons better not let all um, motherfucking Reynolds get off. I want to say his name. Josh Reynolds or Craig Reynolds, whatever, like, whatever you name. They better not let Brett get off like he's been off these last two weeks. And, like, he's low-key when the Giants started because DeAndre Swift hasn't been playing. And he's been getting off. He had like 112 last week. Craig Reynolds. Yeah, Craig Reynolds. Please don't let that boy get off. If he get off, I'm going to be highly upset. I'm going to be cussing out. I'm going to do a lot of crazy on Sunday. But we'll see. 
Well, speaking of letting running backs go off, that actually is a good point in this game because that, that's where my point's going to lead. We have divisional game at 425, the Broncos at Las Vegas to play the Raiders. I'm rocking with Broncos. This the Raiders have a Why am I not surprised? Yeah, the Raiders got a weak rush defense, and that's that even with Drew Rock playing, Teddy B's gonna be out. I think they're gonna just play it smart, just feed these running backs 15 to 18 touches each, and just let them do all the work and let Drew Lock maybe play some play action deep shit every now and then because that man is a wild card. But I think they're gonna play a safe game and win the game. Oh, yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I don't know if they have a lot to drop with Drew Lock. I don't know that how much they're going to be able to use in the game with Drew Lock. But you still got those fucking animals, beasts, whatever you want to call them, gremlins, whatever you want to fucking call them, like monsters, bulldogs, whatever you want to call them. Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams about to take off. They got, they get off, they get off. And that's what they fucking do. So there's no way. I see the Broncos letting this game slip by them, especially after losing last week. I don't like them to lose this game. They better come through and run that thing like a motherfucker. Yeah, and Javante Williams. Hey, hey, what it is? Run the damn ball. They better go on that bitch and run, run the damn ball. Yeah, no, the Broncos are going to get that one. And then the closes out for 4 o'clock before we go to Sunday night football is – um. The Pittsburgh Steelers at Kansas City Chiefs, AFC. This, hey, all I'm going to say is I think the Steelers have to win this game. I'm not going to say they are going to win this game. I think they have to win this game because if the Ravens or Bengals lose, one of them is going to lose this week. They need this to kind of put just in themselves into that AFC wild card if they want to make it. Yeah, the Chiefs got this one. I don't know. That defense is playing spectacular. They're not letting that little shit go. And, like, they're missing Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey might be out. Hill might be out. And the kicker, Buckner. That's going to make this game very close and very ugly. But if that defense can keep them in the game, I'm taking the Chiefs. They're going to they're gonna, they, they can string together. They're due for an L because they shouldn't be number one in the um, AFC. I'm going to be the guy to say they're due for an L. And the Steelers have been that team to get people L's when they're due for them. But um, you can see the Titans last week. But no, nah, I'm taking the Chiefs on this one. That defense can you know, continue playing like it's been playing. And fact about this shit is everything about them boys is self-reported, I believe. Um, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, that, that's like genuine self-reported. So that's kind of, I think that's kind of crazy. Yeah. But they also are vaccinated. So with the new rules, they probably will be back with the way things go. But, yeah, no, give me Kansas City. Uh, even if they're hurt, I think the other the backup players, uh, Pringle, Hardman, all of them can all step in and do pretty well. But uh, I just don't like Big Ben. I definitely do not like Big Ben on the road in Arrowhead. So, yeah, Kansas City, I think, is going to roll here, put up another 30 points or something. Like, they're kind of getting their steam back together before playoffs, which is the perfect time to get your steam rolling. No cap. Hey, man, if you didn't know I'm a master hat bender, tell to you there's 24 hours. There's 24 hours for this one. It's in the blood of all Atlanteans. I'm telling you. See, we're, people, people from Atlanta are probably have, like, something to do with Atlanta. 
Atlantis, and I think that's why, because like my people probably um, used to be rulers in Atlantis, so I think that's probably where we get the common the commonality from. But yeah, Ti has twenty four hours of fun. <laughs> and then the Sunday night, let's see Sunday night. We got one more game before we got the Monday night game, which I can't wait to talk about. But Sunday night, oh, what what you guys say, Kev? Before we get into the last two games, let me know how do you feel about the Pro Bowl, man? I feel like those snubs, man. You know, I'm oh, snubs. It's every year, like every year, the snubs. The Pro Bowl, like always, is a popularity contest. Almost, it's it's almost like the All Star. You wait if you know your guys really that good. You always just wait till the um the all teams like who's making first, second, third, because that's those are the real people who really matter. Pro Bowl is nice to make it, but it's a vacation for them boys. I wanted my dog. I just want to see my dog Cordell Patterson, you know, with his feet up on the beach. You know what I'm saying? After what he did, the way he played this season. National media matters because like the Falcons don't get a lot of media time on television. Like the Dolphins, the only time we get media time is if it's like negative, some like especially when we're losing. So then, like, uh, like none of our like Javon Holland's having a great year. He's actually like PFF ranks him top three safeties in the whole NFL, and he has like the numbers to back it up. But don't matter. Javon Waddles like what number four in catches right now? Don't matter. Gasecki's up there for tight ends, like top five tight end right now. Don't matter. No, I definitely motherfucking. I just think the corners, since I'm a big NFC, I didn't check the NFC. The corners were just all the way wrong. I felt like if you go to the picture, my guy was Jalen or AJ Terrell or Monty. Like, I didn't know Trayvon Diggs, like, Marshawn Lattimore. He's actually having a really pretty good year at Saints. Over Trayvon Diggs, AJ Terrell, and motherfucking. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I do know he's having, like, a. I, I can't, like, I'm not trying to compare it, but they, he is, like, like whenever I saw the AFC was a uh, um um AFC is Zayvon Howard um the, I don't think the guy in the Patriots did he make it JC Jackson I don't yeah. think so but that's uh, it's like it's all like yeah it's like shit like like some like corner sometimes a deep position where like who like I don't that I I don't get too upset with Pro Bowl because it's it's just about who votes more as a fan. I respect it, but then I was shocked about Cordell because he was getting shit from Minnesota. AJ Terrell should have made it. Chicago. Yes, bro. Minnesota, Chicago, and motherfucking Atlanta before before me. Still ain't make it, but it's cool. It's cool. We, we know, we know who I Shout out that. Who, Kyle Pitts made it? Yeah, he made it as a rookie. Yeah, that's nice. Because motherfucking, that boy, that boy re-revolutionizing the position. But yeah, man. Hey, man. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Me, watch it. There's no good, when there's when no good basketball. I'm watching. Yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta catch me when they actually drop the all teams because they're like, who's making first, second, and third? Because I wouldn't be shocked if I see like AJ Terrell making it on like a third team and shit, just because like. Oh, I'm gonna be lit. I'm gonna be lit. But let's see. We have a uh, Sunday night divisional game. I'm just glad it's not the Bears. Oh, facts. But it's something similar. You have Washington. I don't think with Heineke going to play Dallas Cowboys and Jerry World. Cowboys, I think, roll. I, I They haven't played their best football. I think Washington has a pretty good defense, but I just don't think Washington's offense is ever going to 
be scary enough this whole game to actually like poise a threat. They may force a couple turnovers, but I don't think they're ever going to be a real threat in this whole game. Cowboys win. I love how they always put all these um, NFC East games together at the end of the season. It's always a good. It always just makes that makes that division a lot more interesting. But I'm definitely taking the Cowboys on this one. Jerry Jones could start a quarterback and make and then um, the boys are still the boys are still like I'm just taking the Cowboys on this one straight up. And the Cowboys do not beat yourselves. Do not beat yourselves. Do not beat yourselves. He does one twenty-one six against another divisional rival. That's probably a little bit worse, but hey, go get this fucking W. Facts. And then to close us out, we got Monday night football. We have the Miami Dolphins rolling into the uh, New Orleans to play the Saints. This is playoff. This is playoff. Like for both teams right now, it's like they're both in the hunt, trying to make something shake. So like this is kind of important for both teams. Well, either team loses here. Yeah, I'm not too sure with the NFC players. But I just know the Dolphins sitting at seven and seven. If you lose any team sitting at seven and seven, if you lose this week, like your chances are just plummet to the playoffs after this week. I'm not too sure how the how, how the Saints will look after they go to like seven and eight, but I'm pretty sure it's just about the same. So like one team will win and their playoff hopes will be alive and the other team will lose and they'll their playoff will plummet will fucking drop if not taken out. No, definitely. I'm taking the Dolphins though. Fucking try to I'm trying to go with, I'm trying to get back to the no Taysom. They're gonna they have oh, yeah, they a Blake. rookie out of Notre Dame, Ian Brooke. And they just signed Blake Bortles. So like nothing good can come from that um the offense this week. I'm sorry. This I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck gonna go crazy. Fuck them eights. Dolphins better go get this W. I'm trying to go back to second in the division. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm I had to let you know. Dolphins are winning. Defense is gonna go crazy. I think we're gonna have like four sacks, five sacks. And then, uh, if not that, because he's a rookie quarterback, he might hold the ball too long. But if 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 not, if he's letting that thing fly, we're gonna get a couple of interceptions. And uh, Tua Tua's gonna play a good game. For people keep hating, Tua Waddle should be back, and that's his favorite weapon. I think he's gonna have a pretty good game. Uh, they just us. won without nobody last week. I I believe it's the same caliber team. You know, the same beat the Jets thirty-one nine. Like. I think it's a very same caliber team, but nobody they just won. So y'all better go get this W and keep the playoff chances alive. Yeah, and if we uh hopefully we win this week and if the Bills win, all we gotta do is win out and we and we basically make playoffs no matter what. So hoping for that. That's my big hope for this weekend. Nah, for real. I expect it. Y'all boys get this W man, because I don't know and see the Jazz ain't doing anything well this year. We finna fuck them boys up last game. Fucking niggas. And that's coming from the people. <laughs> the people's talking to y'all. Well, yeah, you know, that was another episode of Totally Blitz. I'm gonna let Kev round this out for us. No, I'm saying, you already know, this is your boy, Little KK, aka the Don PYU, aka the people. <laughs> number one, number one in all your hearts. And bitches' phone numbers and bitches' phones. <laughs> you dirty motherfucker. But nah, man, I'm with your boy Paul Pickens when he crossed this week. This is our Christmas episode. Cue the Christmas music. I ain't got none loaded up. 
But motherfucking, this was our, I actually got this Haitian Christmas song, but my phone's on me over there. So, um, Creed, um, Christian, cue from the Christmas music. This is going to be a good day. We got Christmas on Sunday, man. Christmas on Saturday. We got football games. It's going to be lit. Y'all boys, enjoy yourselves. Have a happy holidays. Eat whatever you eat. I don't know what people eat on Christmas. Gifts, whatever you get. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm getting no good gifts this year. My mom gave me a cup, so you know what I'm saying. I'm drinking all you thirsty niggas. Motherfucking. But nah, bro. This has been another totally good episode of Totally Good. We've come far. We started this bitch see episode episode one, week one, all the way to week 16. Most seasons, this would be like our second to last, this would be our second to last week of the regular season, and we'd be talking about party when the regular season's over. But hey man. Shout out to anybody that's watching watching this shit. We fucking with you. Shout out to anybody that's told anybody to watch this shit. We really fuck with you. And shout out to anybody that didn't hate on this shit. We fuck with you. If you hated on it, that's cool. You, you still a gay ass. You still a lame ass person. But hey, man, this has been Totally Blitz episode number 31. Come on now. That's going to be 32. I'm going to see if I can find a bootleg Shaq jersey somewhere. But hey, man. Shout out everybody watching this. We fucking with you the long way, man. And it's been totally blitz, you bitch. Got a problem quick, being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't